Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. 9 o'clock hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and the theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. As always, feel free to call or text at 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Heyman text line, they're both open for you. You can find us streaming today and every day on the Sarder Heyman video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at 93.7 The Ticket. You can find us on all three of those platforms. Big news yesterday, of course. Um couple things going down as we recapped in the first hour now we really get to get into our thoughts of it so um scott frost is going to return for 2022 under a restructured contract and a newly laid out vision and plan uh the contract details include him making one million less dollars per year from five million to four million dollars and the buyout after next year if they were to let him go being cut in half from $15 million to $7.5 million a year, which is a pretty reasonable buyout for any coach of the country. On top of that, um, four offensive assistants were let go yesterday. Quarterbacks coach Mario Verdusco, offensive coordinator Matt Lubick, offensive line coach Greg Austin, running backs coach Ryan Held, who all came, uh, with the exception of Lubick, who all came with Frost from UCF. A few years ago, Lubick was hired before the 2020 season after Troy Walters left. It is not a coincidence that the entire offense is going to be undergoing a complete and total makeover going into next year. I guess with the exception of Sean Becton, the tight ends coach, staying in town. And then, of course, there's the question of the big man up top. Ultimately, this is the question that hangs over it all. And this is what we're trying to you know, find out answers to, as Parker mentioned, maybe we get a chance to talk to Frost this week and see kind of, you know, get a little bit more information on, on what that plan is that has been laid out to Trev and, and what some of these hires may look like on the offensive side of the ball and what the, uh, what the program might look like going forward. But the question here is, even with the offensive coaching staff changes yesterday, how much do we trust the guy in charge to lead uh, to lead it into a new, not only a new season, but a new way of thinking, maybe, as it pertains to offense? The defense, and once again, not a coincidence, the defense has been totally left alone. 
Eric Schneider is the head coach of the defense. His assistants are, uh, you know, it, it is from the top and it trickles right on down. They're well-trained on, on what to do. They understand the scheme. They understand the players they're supposed to get. I would not rule out that a couple of those coaches look around this offseason, first of all. It seems really unlikely that a whole defensive staff comes back. Right, so keep that in mind. Um. But it's not going to be that way on the offense. So there's a lot of questions. What might it look like next year? And Scott Frost is getting one more crack at this to try and make it work for one year. And that brings up a whole lot of interesting things. Schaefer, your initial thoughts. I mean, say this for Nebraska. Short of making the full change, they did about the most interesting thing possible, which is they created the idea, and it's just an idea for now, that Nebraska is making a wholesale change in one half of the ball uh, with a coach that effectively needs to win immediately. Um, so That's been clearly laid out, too. Yeah, I, I have several minds about all of this, but a lot of it goes back to what is Scott Frost going to do differently as he approaches the offensive coordinator? The rest of it, I don't know that I have a whole big opinion on yet, yeah. if that makes sense. Because it all sort of matters, like, wherever he chooses to go with his offensive coordinator. And what I sort of outlined yesterday after 2 o'clock is the, the first reaction I had to any of it was, okay, they put a path forward. The thing that I want to see is that they scrap the offense that they're attempting to run. Uh, you don't have to throw the whole thing out necessarily, but you need a wholesale change. And that's seemingly could be what they're doing. However, the guy whose fingerprints are on every single thing that went wrong on offense still in charge is still in charge. He has never shown any inclination that he is willing to step away from play, calling plays. Out of all the st- not ever. Out of all the stuff that was announced yesterday, and, and obviously the big shock of the four, you know, we knew that there were staff changes coming, but for it to happen that day mm-hmm. and that many, you know, it, it came as a as a huge shock, obviously. Um, and Frost is getting a restructured contract, and and Trev was talking about it on the rate stuff like. Out of all of the stuff that was talked about yesterday or announced or put out in statements. Here was the sentence that got me the most. Uh, it's, and it's at the very start from Trev. In my four months at Nebraska, I have closely observed our football team and had several productive discussions with Coach Frost. Here it is. Scott has laid out a clear plan and vision for the future of Nebraska football and has agreed to a restructured contract. I want to know what that clear plan and vision is. I do. And and in order for it to really connect for me, work for me, in order for me to – and it doesn't – like my vote is – this is not a vote, right? But I'm just – I don't know. I could write it. What I, is the Connor Haber editorial board writing? I could write an endorsement column, you know, whatever it might be. But in order for me to stamp this, in order for me to endorse it, I, I and I like some of the initial thoughts that we heard yesterday from, from Trev – um, I want to hear it from Scott. He needs to step back. He needs to be a little bit more of the CEO type. He needs to hire an offensive coordinator 
And that I don't really care who it is or what they're doing. But he needs to hire an offensive coordinator and let that offensive coordinator run the offense. And then and I think that means picking a quarterback. I think that means hiring the assistants below him as well. That thing has to be in lockstep. Either that or Frost. So I, it's what do you view as the easiest of the two? Is it Frost stepping back and giving more power to the people that he's going to hire for the 2022 must-win season? Or is it B, Frost completely changing who he is and what he is offensively? I don't see that as likely. I think if Frost f- fingerprints stay on this, as they have been for the last couple of years, you're going to get the same freaking results. So what you've done here is you've fired your whole offensive staff, basically, with the exception of Sean Becton, and you've presented yourself with an opportunity to change. And that needs to happen. It can't be, yeah, this is this is still my offense at the end of the day. Your offense didn't work. You got a crack at it. You fired your offensive coordinator after two years, and then you hired another one, so you got two cracks at it, and it still didn't work. People forget. People forget. You underwent massive offensive changes two years ago. You gave Greg Austin the title of run game coordinator. You hired Matt Lubick as your offensive coordinator. There were thoughts about, hey, maybe we can hand over some play calling duty, stuff like that. That never happened. Yeah, it was all semantics. It didn't happen. It it was all symbolism. So you had a chance, and you doubled down. You don't get three, right? So, and 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 and, or maybe you do, but the chances are, if he's got his fingerprints all over this again, it's gonna go like it did the first two times. So I don't trust that. Well, you you shouldn't trust it. Um. But let me phrase it this way. Does it seem more likely to you that with the belief that there's an ultimatum season out there, that a guy whose head is in the guillotine, so to speak, for as much dramatic imagery as I can put into this thing, nice, is going to step back more? He's going to recede more. He tried to double down. He's he's tried it at every corner, at every turn. You could argue that the personality type of who he is is that the further he's in the corner, the more he's going to... One million percent. Bring it all into himself. So that's that's the, the one flaw with the idea that maybe this sets up for something radically different is that it still revolves around a guy who has to... It's just an idea. Yeah. It's like it's just a thought at this right. point. No, it's just I, a hope. I'm with you, and it's, right. it's the same hope that I have. The hope that I have is he goes and gets an experienced offensive coordinator who will be allowed to run plays, who will be allowed to pull the offense together as he see fits, who will be involved in hiring the, the offensive assistants to go along with it. I mean, that's that's what I would want. I don't know that I believe that that is how it will happen because at the end of the day, if you are the one fighting to keep your job as the head of an organization, it's really hard to also imagine that you will be the one that will just give away aspects of what the control and power that you have. Steve Steve from Lincoln says he's going to triple down Connor. And and honestly, like 
it's not going to work. If <laughs> it's it's just not going to like if there. I, I just what Parker said earlier. Like when I asked him this question directly, he was like, "Well, I don't." You know, if they went out and hired Mark Helfrich to be the offensive coordinator, but it was still Scott's offense and it was Scott's like brain and he was calling the plays. Like, what does that do? You just fired four guys for nothing if that's the case. What it does make, is it and, resets everything. And make those like I, this is at least how I view it. This, so this is just my opinion. Those guys who who are out now out the door, who most of them were brought up by Scott Frost from UCF and worked with him at UCF and have been with him for a long time. All of them have worked with him in the past. They were not put in the best positions to succeed because of the guy at the top. Those guys had to, not to be dramatic here, die. (laughs) Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because Scott decided to double and triple down on everything that he's done over the first couple years. It needs to change. Here, I thought the guillotine was a little strong. He said guillotine. I said die. Which one's worse? I I feel like the guillotine's more graphic, Rico. Those guys had to, and not be dramatic. (laughs) Die! I want the sign to go up in the stadium. Greg Austin didn't die for this. I don't want to be dramatic when I say this, but people had to die for this to get right. <laughs> I, so I, you know, we, we spend about, I would say, 45 minutes of airtime every week somehow working around the phrase trust. Like, does the the, the, the skill position guys trust Adrian to put them in the right decision or right position? Does the defense trust the offense to do its job? Does Scott Frost trust his players? Do the players trust Scott Frost? Right now, the biggest trust is, does Trev Alberts trust that Scott Frost is going to deviate from what he has done? Yep. And he's... And guess what? Trev's got dirty hands now. Well, yeah, Trev's in it. Trev's in it. You're not. You're no longer yeah. just uh, the is, guy who yep. inherited. This is Trev's responsibility yep. now, too. Which, here's something else I want to bring up. One of the concerns that I always kind of have when you go down this path, because we've seen it with several different ADs, we've seen it uh, with several different coaches, when you are directly involved in any sort of decision-making as it relates to someone's staff, you were completely tied to it. Bob Diaco was not Mike Riley's decision. Nope. Bob Diaco was the undoing for Mike Riley in many ways. You know, so if you go that route and you determine that you, like, even if, if Trev Alberts is basically just, like, pushing in this direction, you're you're charting the course in your own way. And if it doesn't work, it's also on you. Mm-hmm. And so if this comes back next year, and Nebraska's four and eight. I don't think Trev Alberts has the ability to just come out and say, "Well, we need to look for another season because they just had a coaching." No, change. this is it. This is it. So I, that, I think that's been made clear. It is. 
it is one of the things that comes out of the decision that Trev Alberts has made that he has to believe in Scott Frost enough that he's willing to tie himself to it. Because if you don't get it right, if you basically send Nebraska to a sixth straight losing season by virtue of being unwilling to move on from a head coach, by giving him another opportunity to reshape his staff, by believing that he will change his offense. All of this, by the way, with the backdrop of a roster that's going to be a lot worse than it is right now. For sure. And I don't care about what the schedule is because they don't beat the teams that they should as For it sure. is anyways. Trev Alberts has tied himself. To he this. sure is. I, I, and that's... I, if I was him, I'd be more worried about that than the freaking buyout. Because now, here's the other thing. If you add up the math on all of it, Nebraska saved themselves $8 million, essentially, by not doing this, by not moving on from Scott Frost this year. That's what the total number comes in. You deduce the buyout, but you still have to pay the $4 million for next year's salary. So you add that up. So that's basically nearly $12 million. You saved eight and change. Yeah, and you're going to pay seven and a half next year if you fire him. So, is $8 million worth going down another season if, if this doesn't work? Here's my hope. Here's my hope. And and we got to hear more on this from Frost. But I, I think the the thing that I've really come to know about Trev and, and understand, like, in, in conversations with, with him when he first got here, made the rounds, that entire thing, like, I, he knows what he wants. And I think he can see how that plan goes. So what would have had to happen or in order to see the events on events unfold as we did yesterday, AKA not ultimately just letting go of Scott Frost and his entire staff would be that plan. And, and this is, this is discussions that had been happening prior to yesterday, obviously. And Trev mentioned that last night, several times on his radio show. What would have had to happen is that Scott went to Trev, as he said, laid out this plan it is an executable plan and it can work i want to hear it i want to hear what that is and i want to hear what that sounds like i want to hear what the res- not not only i mean we've been focused on the offense and, and what that might look like next year what does it look like for scott he's the guy who is i mean he's the kind he's the son in this thing right his light touches the every native son. Has, well, the, the I'm talking about the sun, the 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 sun. He, right. His light touches everything on the offensive staff. It needs to get <laughs> needs to get. This is a stupid analogy. He needs to get cloudier, right? Like <laughs> needs to hire an offensive coordinator and oh, let man. that guy do this his job. This is worse than the week it when was I was hor- doing nautical. I'm sorry. It stuff. was it was a horrible analogy, it, but. They're just, it feels like, it felt like over the last several years, few years, it has just been um, not clear line, not clear enough lines of communication between those guys, not a, not a good enough understanding of what was wanted from a recruiting standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, and even... What you're asking players to do. Yes, even from a play-calling standpoint, right? There's, there's, there was... I mean that should be that should have been a red flag. It was a red flag. It's like, yeah, sometimes I call the plays, sometimes Lubick calls the plays. What? 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 But this is this that's, is also that's why not a, that's not healthy. That's not a thing. So you you keep kind of saying that like you want to hear this vision and this plan. Like, what are the words going to actually tell you when given the opportunity to use words in the past? He talks about how he was going to pass on 
more control to Matt Lubick, and it's unclear that that ever happened. Yeah, fair. He, we're That's at fair. the point. That's fair. And I, I'm not trying to say that he's not. I'm looking for hope for 2022, man. Sure. I'm, I don't know that you're going to find it until it's under uh, a rainbow and a pot of gold in Ireland. You know, like. Analogy. Uh, it's just, uh, you can go through the spring and whoever they bring in can talk and they can talk and they can say things. But no one around here that is at least remotely skeptical is going to accept anything until the first time it gets difficult. Does Scott take the reins back? What if they bring in an offensive? Does Scott change things up again? Let me give you this scenario. What if they bring an offensive coordinator and they run, they run Iowa's offense? It's, I mean, it's an option. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that could happen. I don't like. I have a tough time believing any of this will happen until I see it happen. Totally out of like at that point, it's totally out of Scott's element to even be involved. Like he 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 is at that point isolated himself as the head coach. He has an offensive coordinator that does his crap. He has his defensive coordinator that does his crap. He's he's involved yeah. with it obviously from a from a larger standpoint, but it's theirs. Yeah, there's ownership. Does, That's the key out of all of this. The new offensive coordinator needs ownership of the entire thing. What did Matt Lubick do? He was the wide receivers coach. Does this sound like something a guy who's fighting for his job would do? That's that's where I come back. Like it, as much as what I want to see and what I hope happens is that they go get an experienced offensive coordinator that's allowed to 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 put his fingerprints on it. What I think will happen is that halfway through next spring, we're going to hear a lot about how they want to get downhill on teams and how they need to be powerful and they need to be the aggressor and that this time they're going to have a different quarterback and that they they're also going to be able to spread the ball around. And then you're going to get into that game against Pat Fitzgerald against Ireland, and it's going to look really similar to what it looks like right now. Because I just don't believe... That'd be worst-case scenario. Yeah. I, I just don't believe that a guy whose job is on the line... I don't believe it either. ...has the ability to say, you know what? It's someone else's turn to run this. I've got other things to focus because on. Because given the history of what we've seen at every corner at every crucial decision making inflection point for Scott Frost at Nebraska he's doubled and tripled down on yep. himself. Now, it's not like he doesn't have a mentor who's had to make big decisions like this before. Tom Osborne changed things in the middle of wildly successful runs. And I think Trev helps too. I, I like I think Trev helps too. But those got like there's also a difference with this. It's easy to change things or easier to maybe change things when you feel like you are successful and you're confident in it. I don't know what the confidence level of Scott Frost is. So then you just revert back to what has been successful in the past. You keep looking for what was successful relative to trying to create new success. And I just, I don't know that I can believe it. And I want to be wrong. I want to be completely wrong. Because as the news of this all came about, I mean, I was immediately intrigued of just, like, what it could look like. But in the back of my head, I just have that voice that says, every chance that they've had, he's going to double down. They've just reverted back to what they were. Yeah. And I, I think you can scrub the names of the assistants, and you can scrub Adrian Martinez. We'll see. And I think you're going to get a similar result. We'll see. Uh, you know... If the offensive coordinator that they hire is um, decidedly not a 
doesn't come from the Oregon, you know, Chip Kelly, Mark Helfrich strain or whatever it is, that's a step. Sure. Right? That's a step in the right direction. I, As Parker said, I, I don't know that it has to be like, I don't know that they have to run a specific kind of offense, the triple option or whatever, but they need to go outside of the family. Because I, Scott, frankly, needs to be cut off. From the offense. Well, from, I, from the everyday like doings of it. I think they need a veteran voice too. Yes. Like I you Bo Pelini, I think, was guilty of this with his defense at times. You'd go get people who weren't ever at the level that you coached at, and so therefore it's pretty easy, you know, to when your defensive line coach is a former GA, it's pretty easy and a GA under you it's sort of easy to not take what he has to say as serious because he's never been in a situation that's as deep as you being the off- or defensive coordinator at LSU or Oklahoma or whatever. Right. So I, I think I, I would feel better if whoever this person is is a veteran coach that has worked at places like Nebraska in the past because if it's just a younger guy that sort of runs an offense that's similar to – yeah, to this, I would not inspire uh, much confidence at all. No, it wouldn't. But you, you never know like where these things are going to come from because Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State reinvented itself by going and getting an offensive coordinator that worked at a D three school that ran an air raid that yeah. was very different than Texas. Like, I there's, this- there's ways that coaches have done this elsewhere that tells me it can happen. Absolutely, but it involves a mindset that I don't know exists from Scott. Frost. It would have to be a little bit outside the box. Yeah, that's for sure. And they haven't always been outside so, the box. I don't want to be rain on the parade. It's not going to work. But it, it just involves me having to change where I'm at with Scott Frost. Because much of the failure, you can blame it on Adrian or Mario Verduzco or Greg Austin in the offensive line or not being able to figure out the running backs. It was his offense. No doubt. From day one to the last day. Those guys were, I, I mean, those guys were not put in positions to succeed. So, and they they ultimately had to pay for it. Yesterday. Will it no longer be his offense? Is kind of the biggest theme of the whole twenty twenty two season. That's exactly right. So we only have um, ten months to answer that question. Sounds great. What are we going to do in the between? Let's take a quick break. That'll take up about three minutes. Oh, cutting in four zero two four six four five six eight five. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, we'll take your calls on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We'll take your texts. On the Sarder Heyman text line, join us on the Sarder Heyman video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at 93.7 The Ticket. We'll come back with your reaction next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 